Welcome back to the Chosen Girl Tell Me About It podcast. We truly believe you're made for more and have purpose in Christ. Here, everyone, all ages, backgrounds, and walks of life are welcome to dive into the Bible for godly insight on topics we all deal with to ultimately seek truth. Thank y'all so much for listening. Let's get this party started. Hi, ladies. Welcome back to Chosen Girls. Tell me about it. Season two. We are back again. I'm Liz. I'm Sarah. We are overjoyed to be back with you guys for season two. Tell me about it. We had 25 episodes if you haven't binge listened yet. Yes. And season one was such a blessing. So thank you guys so much for subscribing for sharing about us. We are just so Mm -hmm. humbled to even be a part of your life in this Chosen Girl community. We so are. We are back again. If you've been following us on Instagram, you know that we've just finished the Love Your Neighbor story studies. Um, That was so much fun for Sarah and I to write. And I hope that you enjoyed just getting a little bit of glimpse of how we separately like to study and um, how we kind of process God's word. And I hope that you've taken that initiative to live out the daily pursuit part of our dip, daily pursuit, um, identity, and purpose. And that's what Chosen Girl is really all about. Today, we're going to dive a little bit deeper. And as we talk about loving our neighbors, we really want to talk about loving others and loving ourselves. Um, so over the next two episodes, we're going to start this season off right by talking about one of the greatest commandments that we feel God's ever given us, and that is uh, to love. Absolutely. So for episode one, season two, we're going to talk about loving ourselves. And, you know, I feel like this can go from one extreme to another. Mm-hmm. If you're like most of us, you sometimes absolutely hate yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. also, you can be built up with pride in certain seasons and, you know, think too much of yourself. That's so true. Um, but in Mark twelve thirty one, one of the greatest commandments spoken by Jesus himself was love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. So in order to love others, we got to learn to love ourselves. And that's not always hard. I feel like the world so often says... It's all about you. Love yourself. Treat yourself. But at the same time, it tears you down by saying, if you want to treat yourself, then you need to perform for all these other Mm. people. Why don't you preach to us today, girl? Just right off the gate. That's why we're here. Man, I don't know if there's any Parks of Rex fan out there, but for (laughs) you, treat yourself. Um, But there's a fine line. There really is. And, And, you know, I feel like that's the whole message of Jesus is like moderation Mm -hmm. in all things. Um, So today we're going to dive into three aspects of what's it like to love yourself from the lens of the Bible and Mm kind of maybe how what we've taken away from the word that Jesus designed it to be. Yeah. So one, you've got to know who you are in Christ. That's one of the ingredients of dip, Mm -hmm. your identity (laughs) in Christ with the chosen girl message. Um, Two, you've got to let go of your past. Yeah. And then three... This is the most harsh one, but kind of the one that's my favorite to, to speak to myself <laughs> is you've got to get over yourself. So like the question of when does self-love become toxic and a sort of idol in your life? Wow. Mm-hmm. I feel like no one ever warned me about this. Girl. I think back up. to like, you know, you study and you're like, yeah, don't, you know, don't think too highly of yourself, like humble yourself. But no one ever says like. This is how you do self-love and moderation right. to where it doesn't become an it's idol hard. in your life. It is. It is. Because everything out there is like, 
oh yeah, girl, go shopping or like do what you want, do what you love. You do you, boo. Yeah. And I'm like, no. Nah. <laughs> do Jesus, honey. Right, right. <laughs> we're tra- we're talking about them God vibes all the time. Yes. And you know, I don't know if anybody else out there is like me. I feel like I have so much trouble having just any kind of consistency with this. I feel like half the time I'm like roadrunner, like meet me, and I just run, 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 and I'm serving others, and I'm mm-hmm. working, and I'm like, let's get that hustle on, like let's get that holy hustle, like let's go, and then I work so hard that then I'm like, okay, I'm not going to do anything for the next three months, and I'm like, yeah. really reflecting, is this healthy? Like, yeah, I don't think so, because I'm going on a roller coaster of hey, I'm going to say yes to everyone except for myself, and then I'm going to say no to everyone and only say yes to myself. Yeah. So. Either going like a million miles an hour or you're stopped. Or negative. That's not healthy. Absolutely. It's just a roller coaster, and it's exhausting for anybody. That's You're exhausting is the word. Yeah. And I think that expectations and the performance of expectations from culture and society, you know, it is popular to hustle. It is popular mm-hmm. to be successful. Mm-hmm. It's popular to have experiences for yourself. Mm-hmm. And in another aspect too, it's also popular to post about you serving. So like, yeah. where does this come to this real point in our life where we're like, okay, I've got to get real with myself. Mm-hmm. How do I feel about myself? And how does that reflect to the world? Because honestly, how you view the world is going to be viewed through the lens of how you view yourself. Yeah, that's so true. So along those same lines, Sarah, just a question. How do you find your identity in Christ? Because regardless of where you are on your on your journey to you know building that relationship with Christ, sometimes it, you may have started at a different point than your neighbor, and that comparison game can be so diminishing mm. to any progress that we're trying to make in that relationship. But how did you find your identity in Christ? So I think that this might be a journey for myself every day, mm-hmm. but a really good reflection question, it's actually a couple of them, that is so easy to ask yourself, but maybe <laughs> a little bit hard to answer at first, but this first one was super easy for me to answer, um, to discover who you currently find your identity in, mm. and that's whose voice is loudest in your life when you're making decisions, when you think of expectations, when you think of disappointment, um, when you think of what makes you happiest, when you Mm -hmm. think of what disappoints you the most and makes you saddest, whose voice is loudest in your life? And for Mm -hmm. me, that voice was the voice of all other people. I'm a class A people pleaser. Um, Not proud of that fact, (laughs) but... Sometimes people's voice that's loudest is their own. Sometimes it's the world. Sometimes it's just the enemy, them believing the lies. Mm -hmm. But really, the number one expectation and happiness and or disappointment or whatever, that needs to all hinge on God. Amen. You're so right. Because everything else is going to fade. If y'all want to know how I discovered this, you know, I thought that I had made a good friend of mine upset. And I literally did not eat or sleep for like 48 hours because I did eat. Who am I kidding? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll admit it. But like, you know, that rocked my world for 48 hours Mm -hmm. was what someone thought of me. Yeah. So other people's thoughts Mm -hmm. of me are where my identity 
tends to hinge when I don't keep in check with who I am in Christ. Mm -hmm. Another thing that I constantly have to do is combat who I think that I am, combat who I think others might think I am, Yes, and look to the word for who Christ says I am. Mm -hmm. So in the show notes, we'll put, there are some great like scripture, um, like charts that says the world says this, but God says this. Mm -hmm. Like this is a list of scriptures that this is what God says I am. But you know, I feel like you're only going to truly love yourself when you realize who you are in Him mm-hmm. or the hope of who you can be in Him. Because Ooh, yeah. if your identity only hinges on your own abilities alone from God and mm-hmm. they're not linked up with God, you're never going to be satisfied with yourself. Yeah, you're so right. Never. Yeah. Like it, like in the verse about the body of Christ, mm-hmm. apart from Him, we are absolutely nothing. So like yeah. we were talking yesterday on the phone about how like my thumb is such an important part of my body mm-hmm. and the only way that it has true purpose and function is when it's attached to my body. Mm-hmm. But when, if my thumb, God forbid, got cut off, not only is my body without a thumb, which is a vital mm-hmm. body part to so many functions that we have. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to die from not having a thumb, but I'm definitely not going to be able to perform right. certain things. But in turn, the body is hurt, Mm -hmm. but then the thumb is left lifeless and has no purpose. So true life, true identity, true purpose is always going to be found in him when you're attached with him. Wow. Girl, that's so good. That's that's such a great analogy. Even if you think you're a thumb, you're important. You are. You you really are. It's so funny because whenever I think about the body of Christ, we usually want to be something pretty. Like the Mm -hmm. eyes or the face or the lips or something like that. But no one ever wants to be those like, I want to be a small intestine. But that's, (laughs) but you're like, you can't live without it. That, that true, that small intestine. Oh my goodness. Like it can't live without the body either. So it's a two way street completely. And like that kind of goes with like what we think our own weaknesses are. Like you might, Mm -hmm. like, let's just take for example. Who ever thought we'd be talking about small intestines? <laughs> but like, you may think, oh my goodness, I'm in a dark place. I'm not seen. You know, mm-hmm. can I say I don't like the way I smell? Like, I'm just <laughs> an organ. Like, what's going on? But like, even our weaknesses that mm-hmm. we think we have have purpose in Him. So mm-hmm. that's absolutely miraculous to me that I mean if you think about it like Moses had a stutter and God called him to speak like Mm -hmm. it was Moses's talent was irrelevant but his obedience was everything girl yes so our identity and being obedient to the gifts that God has given us Mm -hmm. and to being obedient to even the personality he's given us like Mm -hmm. not trying to be someone else just being yourself and being content in the skin that God has given you you know like, there's strength in that. Mm-hmm. There really is. Yeah. And it's not always easy because it's like the world says, be different, be unique, but be unique inside this box. Right. And God says, be who that. I made you to be. Yes. Like, you were unique. You're the only one who's like you. So why why try to be somebody else? Yes. And I think that that's what happens when we find our identity in uh, the words of other people versus the words of God. Mm, that is true. And... You know, this kind of leads us into our second point, but just even something that I struggled with for a long time, I went to school for four years and paid for a degree that I'm not using right now. Yeah. And, or I didn't think I was using right now until a few months ago, my degree is in English. And so I write Mm -hmm. or I've written, you know, the majority of my life and I learned how to proofread and how to be grammatically correct. And then it hit me when we were founding Chosen Girl, 
I was like, I felt the Holy Spirit say to me one day when I was explaining to someone what Chosen Girl is, I felt God say, this is why I had you learn to write. Mm -hmm. So I had been living in regret and kind of like a shame because culture says you need to go to school for this at this time and then you need to get a job that pays this this time. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like I was putting my identity and my self-worth and what I hadn't done that culture said I should have done. Mm-hmm. But God is like, I don't waste anything. Right. I had you do that for a reason. Amen. So now I do use my degree because we are content creators. So like, <laughs> don't ever feel like anything is wasted in the kingdom of God with your identity. Um, but this leads me into the second um, part of loving yourself is addressing our past. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I feel like we could have just like a whole <laughs> podcast on this. We really could. Um, but I wrote down here, you can't move forward in shame or guilt. So Liz, how do you deal particularly with moving forward with feeling guilty or shameful about something? You know, I think the first step for me personally is recognizing when that's how I feel. Because it's so easy to like just grow accustomed to, I feel guilty about X, Y, and Z. And then you know what happens? It just becomes like a festering sore. It just like, it's just there. And it makes us feel terrible for so long. Yeah. But whenever you say, I'm feeling shameful about this, I'm feeling guilty about this, I stop and I ask myself, is it in the past? Every time it is. Wow. Can I change it? No, I cannot change the past. What can I do? Going forward, have you apologized for it? Yes, I've apologized for it. Yeah. Then why are you dwelling on it? Mm, girl. No reason. It's the enemy that's 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 coming for me to make me feel guilty, to make me feel bad in a moment when God's trying to teach me a lesson and let me move on away from it. And then after that, gone. I'm over it. And yeah. I say, I'm over it. And I start, I change the subject in my brain. I'm like, I spend a lot of, I live in Nashville, y'all. I spend a lot of time in the car, stuck in traffic. <laughs> and so sometimes I just have to be like, no, I'm going to change the song. I'm going to put on a good podcast. I'm going to just divert my brain. But you have to be diligent because it's mm. so easy to dwell on those feelings of guilt and shame. Be like, well, I did this and I did this and this happened to me. And sometimes you can even get so much to the point of that guilt and shame that you begin to justify feeling that way. Wow. You're like, I should, I should, I should be this way. God never meant for you to feel guilty no. and shamed. Why would like, he have died on the cross, man? Not for that. I have written down Second Corinthians ten five, and that's the verse about we have the power through Christ to take captive our thoughts. Mm-hmm. Because that is truly a battle. Like, yes. the thing is, I was listening to a podcast. People think anywhere from 9,000 to 60,000 thoughts a day. Yeah, I believe that. I think that I might think closer to the 60,000, <laughs> honestly, because I'm a little bit like squirrel. But like <laughs> the another statistic that went along with that, it was something like 70% of those thoughts tend to be negative. Mm-hmm. So the odds are already against yeah. us in the battlefield of our mind. Mm-hmm. And if I'm wrong on that statistic, I know that it was around 70%. So forgive me, statistic people. But even if it's above 50, come <laughs> on. Like Still. we have got to use the authority that we have in the name yes. of Jesus mm-hmm. to take those thoughts captive. Mm-hmm. Sometimes even like speak out loud, like in the name of Jesus, I'm forgiven. Yes. And I actually found like 12 amazing verses on shame and guilt that I'm going to link in the show notes. 
um, on our blog page on chosen, thechosengirl.com. So, like, read those truths over yourself. Yes. Like, I am blood-bought. Mm-hmm. I do not have to be ashamed anymore. There right. is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. So I know this isn't from my father. Right. You know, mm-hmm. this has to be from the enemy or from my own OCD people-pleasing self. Yeah. Reliving the conversation mm-hmm. 20 different ways in my mind. <laughs> right. Why? Why what? is my mind a soap opera? What, hap- what happens <laughs> if, what would happen if we diverted every moment that we would normally spend saying negative things and spend it thinking about positive things. Girl, what, what if we spend that time thinking about how we can advance the kingdom of God? What would happen? It could happen. Yes. If we actually tried. <laughs> the thing is, I think that, like, something that I do, too, I know that Jesus has extended his forgiveness to me. Mm-hmm. Am I going to accept that and apply to myself? Yeah. And forgive myself. Mm-hmm. Forgiving yourself is... We always talk about forgiving other people. You learn from an early age. Tell your sibling you love them. Yes. Give them a hug. No one ever told me to give myself a hug. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds crazy, but you beat yourself up so hard because there's so much pressure and expectation that we have to be all these things. But no one ever said, it's okay if you fall short because you're human. But right. God tells us that. Yes. And I think so that we need to take a moment and say, you know, I messed up. God, please help me learn something from this moment. And please forgive me for when I've fallen short. True. And let me use this to go forward in a way that is pleasing to you. Amen. Because really, you have to address the unaddressed, unspoken truths mm-hmm. in your life before you can move on with you sure loving do. yourself. And of course, like guys, listen, we may never reach perfection mm-hmm. in being content with ourselves because we will always be human until Mm -hmm. we're with Jesus one day. Mm -hmm. So, but I do think that that's no reason to not be proactive in trying. Absolutely. To get as close, as close to being like Jesus as possible. So I think that something that we all need to ask ourselves is what do we need to address with ourselves? Yeah. That's a hard question. I know. I I mean, no one likes to, I don't, who likes to be looked at under a microscope um, just like get defensive, girl. It's hard. <laughs> well, yes. you you really don't like it when other people do it, but it's so it's easy and hard to do it for yourself right. because you see, you sometimes it's so easy to be hard on ourselves, but then what are we what are we actually going to do about it? Yes. That's the hard part because you begin to justify yourself and like yes. why I feel this way and why I acted this way because yes. no one likes being in the wrong. True, but we're not called to stay that way. So why, I mean, like, if you wouldn't look at anyone else's life under that strong of a microscope, and why do you put these unrealistic expectations on yourself? Well, and the thing about it is, like, you have to decide if you want to move forward. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. you cannot move forward while being chained down to something in your past. And, you know, you hear the word trauma, and you think of some kind of big happening. Right. But you could have been traumatized by how the girls in your class treated you. And I'm not talking about being dramatic. I'm not talking about being Mm over-emotional. I'm talking about how do you treat your current friends Mm -hmm. because of how a past friend treated you. Yeah. Like, what do you need to address with yourself with that? Mm -hmm. Like, do you, have you forgiven them? Right. Have you forgiven yourself if you were that bad friend? Like, are you um, punishing yourself for something you've done in the past mm-hmm. with how you interact with people currently? Mm-hmm. I think it, 
it all stems from a level of honesty. Yes. If you can't be honest with yourself, honey, you can't be honest with anybody. Yes. If you're going to be honest with anybody, it you might as well be yourself. True. Who you kidding? Mm-hmm. And sure don't think you're kidding God because oh my he ain't going to buy it, honey. He knows everything. <laughs> honey, he knows the number of ha- hairs upon your head. I'm like, far more about yourself than you could ever know. And he still loves you. He does. And he still loves you. And I think the most amazing thing about the Holy Spirit is when you, okay, like the word says, seek and you'll find, Mm -hmm. ask. Mm -hmm. It'll be given unto you. Yes. Mm -hmm. According to his will. So I believe that it is God's will for us to address the areas of sin and forgiveness, anything, any bridge left burned or door left open in our life. Like envy. I mean, yes, all the dirty areas. Like he wants to come in and clean that out for us Mm -hmm. in love. And I love that there's no condemnation in that. But ask the Holy Spirit, the areas of your life that you need to dust off. Yeah. Like, are you too cynical of people? Are you judgmental? Well, one of the things, all the things we've just mentioned are all so internal. Oh, my god. There gosh. are things that no one else can see. Yes. And there are things that are going on in your mind and yes. in your heart. And that's something that you have to address. Yes. No one else can address it for you. I mean, it might come out in your actions, and it likely will come out in your actions. But at the end of the day, you're going to have to be the one to clean it up. No one can do it uh-huh. for you. So you've got you've got to have that one on one with God and ask Him to reveal it. I'm gonna tell you again that it it may not be easy. The Lord may come for your may come for your heart and bring out all kinds of things that you feel convicted about. But don't shy away from that. You're like, oh gosh, I did this, I did this, I messed up here, and wow, that was not honoring to God. Yeah. Ask for forgiveness and ask Him how you can make it right. And then once you've done it, let it go. It's pruning. Yeah. That's good. It's pruning. I was listening to Beth Moore on a podcast. Yeah, we listen to other podcasts. Y'all don't even know. <laughs> but um, she was talking about how like she was in a vineyard, and they were talking about how the best grapes or like the best vines with the most mm-hmm. potential were the ones that were cut back the most. Yeah. So we like I'm like, Lord, if there's any kind of pride... I don't want that. Like, it mm-hmm. may hurt to cut that branch off, but it don't need to be there. Yeah. If I, Because you cannot grow anymore. And if you leave that branch there, you will die. Mm-hmm. Spirit, I'm not talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you will die. That sounded horrible. Spiritually, you cannot grow. You right. cannot flourish. And I believe one of our main purposes is to produce fruit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Word tells They'll us that. They'll know you by your fruit. Mm-hmm. So... That's good stuff. Okay. Oh Number my gosh. Three. Sorry. Oh, it just took that just took me back. Like what imagery there is that we we literally we're stuck. We can't grow unless we give up something. Girl. I think that comes back to like how often you and I, especially you, you've said like open hands. Yes. And open hands is willing is just being open to being pruned. Yes. Even when it's hard. Um. I'd rather be cut back to be able to grow more. Yeah. That's just kind of like how you can bend a sapling, but you have to break a tree. Yes. And I'm like, the Lord, he, he speaks to us so that we can be bent in the ways that we're supposed to go so that yes. we don't have to be broken um, of something bad just so he can use us. If y'all don't know what a sapling is, don't feel bad. Elizabeth is basically Mother Nature herself. <laughs> so, <laughs> Sorry, guys. A sapling is a baby tree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't feel bad. But... Um, one thing that I, I do want to 
move to is how do you like, let's talk a little bit about just self-love. Oh girl, here we go. I know. We're ending with the best one. Is that still, if you're not still here, shame on you. This is so good. No, I'm just kidding. No shame. No shame. No shame. But I think that whenever we talk about self-love, just because we've already mentioned a couple of times that it's so popularized by the world that it's all about us, 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 and what other people can do for us or what we can do for ourselves. But as when you choose this chosen life, you give up that for what God can do for you. Yes. But even, but it doesn't mean that we still don't, we're still not impacted by the things of this world. And so when we're talking about self-love, it doesn't become an idol in our lives. How do we know when our self-love has become an idol? And even to take it a step further, how do we know when it's toxic? Girl, the first thing that came to my heart, I literally feel like this was the Holy Spirit revealing this to me, was when sin starts to be justified in the name of your own happiness. Ooh, that hit deep. Because wow. when you want to do something, when your flesh wants to do something, let mm-hmm. me just tell you, you could become a lawyer. To defend yourself Mm -hmm. and to justify your case. Mm -hmm. And you can think of every excuse of why it's okay, of why God understands, of why it's acceptable this one time. Mm -hmm. But when you forsake, especially at the expense of others, when you forsake God's will over your own happiness, you're basically just blatantly choosing your will over his. Yeah. And that's when it becomes, that's when you become an idol to yourself. Yeah. And that's toxic. And that's an original command. Yeah. That's an original command. That is, and it, that's crazy. Because at the same time, you know what that also says to me when I'm processing through this is that I know better than God yes. does. You're so right. You become your own God. Mm-hmm. Because you're choosing your will over his. So therefore, you're saying, God, step away. I'm trusting myself. Mm-hmm. Wow, am I preaching to myself right now? Is that okay? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but like, the thing is, I was, I was reading in Matthew. I think it was in Matthew. It was one of the, it was one of the Gospels because it was Jesus talking. He said, I didn't come to abolish the law. Mm-hmm. I came to fulfill the law. Mm-hmm. So when you think about the Ten Commandments, and the first one is, don't have any gods before me. You know, Jesus isn't saying that doesn't apply anymore. Jesus is saying, I've come to fulfill it. And then he says, you need to love others as you love yourself. Mm -hmm. And you need to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind. These are the greatest commandments. He repeats that a couple of times in the Mm -hmm. Gospels. So when we're talking about, okay, everybody's running around. What is my purpose, God? Okay, let me tell you what one of the things he wants you to do is, Love others just Mm -hmm. as you've loved yourself and love God with everything that you have. So those are technically three commands Mm -hmm. that are above all. Yeah. And that I feel like make the law, like with the Ten Commandments, like even more significant because we're now under the law of grace. Right. But still, even with that grace, God loves us enough to know he's got to be first. Right. I know that that was a lot of go around in law and, and grace and stuff, but but do you see? I think that God is so perfect in His jurisdiction of how that all worked out. Like the old way didn't work; mm-hmm. it just needed to be fulfilled. Right. So wow. 
Like, that's amazing that he sent Jesus through that to show us, like, listen, you are never going to be happy Mm -hmm. putting yourself first. Yeah. There has to be a balance. Like, and here's something that I came to realize a couple weeks ago. I was praying for an answer on something pretty specific, and I was asking God, I was like, Lord, I'm seeking you for the answer. I was actually walking around my house praying to myself. I'm seeking you, God, or I'm seeking the, I didn't say I'm seeking you, God. I remember specifically praying, I'm seeking the answer to this. Mm. I'm seeking the answer to this. Mm -hmm. And God is like, if you would just seek me, I have the answer to this. Mm -hmm. Don't seek the answer, seek me. Mm -hmm. So I had to like completely shift my view of, okay, if I'm seeking the answer, it's all about me. If I'm seeking God, it's all about what he can do through me. Right. And I think that's the beauty of identity in Christ and loving yourself and loving God and loving others where it can all meet that if we just seek God first, mm-hmm. it says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of this will be added unto you. Amen. Amen. So that's where our balance is found. You know, one thing that just comes to mind is a quote from a famous um, National Geographic photographer was that the right answer is found in... Um, broken patterns. Ah, okay. And I think it's really easy to see visually that in a field of lavender that there's a red bucket and that suddenly catches your eye. But that's also true for our lives. The broken pattern is only found in God. Wow. He's the one that won't let us down. He's the only one that offers true unconditional forgiveness. He's the only one that has like what true love really is. Yes. I mean, he is the broken pattern and he's really the answer to our identity. Yes. He's the right answer. You're so right. Man. Well, ladies, we are just about out of time, but we thank you so much for coming back to our first episode of season two on um, on self-love and love yourself. And guys, we're just so grateful that you're here. We hope that um, until next week that you study up with us, that you... Um, Put Daily's Pursuit into action that you don't forget to check in on a friend and remind them that they are chosen as well by God, and so are you. Um, we're be, we'll be back here Tuesday. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, where we will be posting uh, new updates, Bible studies, uh-huh. our stickers, everything else will be there. Tag us. We want to celebrate with you. If you have prayers or suggestions, be sure to shoot us a message. Until then, we will see you next week. Yes, guys. And remember, your identity is found in Christ. And this is the cheesiest thing ever, but it's so (laughs) the truest thing ever. And I want to leave you guys with the fact that God thought you were worth dying for. Amen. And that's the truth. Yes. So we love you guys. We're praying for you. And we'll see you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Thank you all for listening and for being a part of our Chosen Girl community. Make sure you subscribe, screenshot, and even tag us on Instagram so we can share in the love with you guys. We love you, we are praying for you, and we truly believe that God has more for you. See you all next Tuesday.